You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1038. And strap on. This is going to be a good one, ladies and gentlemen. we got a great guest here. Stephanie Potick is the founder of Potick Law. Her practice is built on a look-before-you-leap approach to legal services to help minimize risk and exposure. And cost. On the show, she'll be asked to share some legal advice before you need a lawyer. These are taglines of hers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> For those of you that are listening to us live here on octalkradio.net or maybe watching us on our Facebook live stream. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or one of the other podcasting services, thank you for spending time with us. And I think if you're a business owner or a person running a company, you're going to find this uh, interview very valuable. So, Stephanie, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me, Richard. It's awesome. And you can call me Rick. Thank you. Okay. So, why don't we start by having you share an interesting story from your professional background? Okay. So, I'm currently an intellectual property and business attorney. I like keeping businesses out of trouble, but before I became an attorney, I worked in the toy industry for many years, so I have extensive business experience, Mm -hmm. which helps me really to understand the law from a business perspective and helps me keep my clients out of trouble, understand what they're going through. Okay, so did you have your law degree when you worked in the toy industry? I did not. How did that I did not. Yeah. So I started out in the toy industry. So pretty much from start to finish, we worked on product creation, sales and marketing. I worked with our buyers. I would go overseas to the manufacturers, uh, worked on manufacturing and logistics. Was this a family business or something? It was. It actually was a family business, but we had an office about 10, 15 people. Uh Um, But it was, yes, my family business. And uh, so, yeah, so I I was able to... Is this back east? Yes, back okay. east in New Jersey. In New Jersey. If you couldn't tell the accent. Well, i got to get it out of here early. I'm originally from New York, and okay. uh, so I'm licensed in New York and California. and been here for about 10 years. What kind of toys? We did a lot of um, licensed goods and girls' uh, toys. So if you ever saw Pizza Hut or Burger King play food, uh, that was us. Okay. We did Wizard of Oz dolls. We made uh, Sesame Street products. Okay. And a lot of doll strollers, arts and crafts. So would you get a license then from the... Correct. Okay. Correct. So what what would happen is you would see the license and you would say, oh, that would be a great idea. Let's put that on our product. Uh-huh. So one of the things that we had done was a Hostess bake oven. So we saw the Hostess cupcake. We thought that would be a great bake oven. Yes. So we went and approached the company and you pitch got them the on license. your idea correct okay and then you have i'm to sure they all don't say yes though right they do not yeah no they don't okay. it, a lot it's like star wars you have to be a, a <laughs> huge yeah, yeah huge stop bothering company. me kid yeah, exactly <laughs> um but for for you know for these deals you basically go in and you pitch your idea and you you negotiate the terms and where you can sell and the items and you have to go through product approvals and you know so pretty much Anything to do with that uh, licensed product, mm-hmm. you have to go through the licensor. So now, when I work with clients, that's really where I like to focus, which is licensing. I, okay. do, I do contract work and intellectual property, but that's my passion. Okay. I really enjoy that, and that's what I have background in. So what was it that 
caused you to say, I'm going to go and take three years out of my life and go to law school? Yeah, I ask myself that question every day, the first year especially. Yeah, right. That's hard. I I always wanted to be an attorney. I always wanted to do it. And even as a non-attorney, I I was the one that would review our contracts. I was very particular. I loved it. It was very exciting. I loved finding out Oh, you're so strange. (laughs) (laughs) Who's listening in the audience that is like Stephanie and loves to read the contracts? I love to read the contracts. Somebody needs to read those contracts, though. I I think it's, it's fair to say... If you sign something, you should know what it says. Absolutely. Well, thank you. That you know what that would have been one of my points uh, in the very near future. Oh, sorry. There's no, no. That no, that's perfect. I don't want to take your content. No, no, please. That's perfect. Um, you can't protect. You can't protect that idea. Uh huh. So okay. Um, <laughs> so so now, now let's go to today and how I met you because I was in need of and looking for someone to do some work for me and a friend of mine who I value highly. Terry Sawyer suggested that we meet. Hi, Terry. Hopefully you're listening to us. Uh, She's a good loyal listener. I'm sure she's out there listening. Uh, She suggested that we meet and we met just recently, frankly, right? You're relatively new friends. Yes. And, And so what do you do for companies today? Generally, it depends what industry they're in or what business they're doing. Okay. So just because of my background, I'm able to go in and work. I typically work with the business owner, or right. the CEO. What size companies then? Really, I work with entrepreneurs, but I also work with multi-million dollar companies. It really doesn't matter. A lot of what I do is transactional. Okay. It's basically identifying what the risk is, identifying what the business is, taking a look at the website, seeing what the company has, and then what can be protected, where the exposure is, what contracts are in place, if any, Make sure we review them. Just pretty much anything. So the people that listen to this show generally are business owners of five to fifty, five to one hundred million dollar companies. Okay, companies like that. Correct, absolutely. Okay. And those are the companies. They have a lot. Uh, they have a lot of exposure. They have a lot going on. They have a lot invested. So they need to know uh, what they need to do to keep themselves out of trouble. And a lot of times they'll have employees or staff or independent contractors uh-huh. doing tasks that they don't want to do and they don't have time to do. And those are the people that can sometimes get them into trouble. So it makes sense to review what's going on, who's doing what, how can we protect you? So when, so I'm speaking with Stephanie Podick. She's the owner or founder of Podick Law, the huge law, law firm here in Southern California, but you get personalized service because you get to work directly with her, which is awesome. You said something that I didn't really think about, but I wanted to bring on the radio show, which is for middle market CEOs who are listening to you today, based on your experience, what are the top risks they may face as related to their firm's website? Uh, that, That's what caught me off. I, you know, yeah, no, that absolutely everything. Okay. You know, it's funny because everything is really interconnected. So it, there's always some some part of the business that you can take a look at. <clears throat> excuse me, okay. and and figure out you know okay. what's what. So with the website, really, it's a matter of uh, knowing. You don't know what you don't know. And it's a minefield waiting, you know, waiting to go off. So you really have to be careful and know what you're looking for. Like? Uh, So two major issues that I would identify. uh, The first one is, is your website infringing on any third party? So let's say, for example, um, have you ever heard of Getty Images? Yeah, yes. Okay. So, you know, Getty Images represents a number of copyright holders and they troll the internet looking for your website, someone's website, to see if you've posted uh, a copyrighted photo that they have ownership of or the rights to at the time. 
and they'll send a letter. They find it, they send a letter, and they say, we can get up to $150,000 in damages, but we'll settle for you probably for about a few hundred, a few thousand, it depends what it is. Okay. And a lot of times people don't understand that, you know, they'll take it down and then they'll come to me and say, why are these people still coming after me? But the truth is, you don't have to show damage in copyright. As long as they are so copyright registration, mm-hmm. you don't have to show damage, actual damage. So okay. they can actually go after you for money. Wow. Just just by reposting. So, so for those people who have websites, make sure you know where the images came from. Because exactly. that would be one of those areas where you would just trust that whoever built your website bought the images in and they did the right thing and Correct. maybe they didn't and now you're liable. Correct. Liable the right word? You're yes. responsible. Yes. You're at both, risk. Both. Absolutely. All, all of the above. Okay. So when, wow. it, when it comes to mm-hmm. that, so that, that absolutely. So then, you know, when you talk about social media... Yes. Or other, you know, other people who are working on your website, on your social media, that's something to identify beforehand. It's easy to have a policy. It's easy to ask the questions, but you want to, you have to know to ask the questions. Yeah. So a lot of times what I'll do is when I start working with a company, I'll look at their website and I'll ask them, you know, let's review where did you get the content? Do you have the licenses? and make sure that everything is tied to that actual company. Yeah, because, you know, with social media, they tell you a picture's worth a thousand words, put an image on everything you do, it gets people's attention. So yep. maybe you've delegated this to some intern or someone else in the company. You Correct. Need, you're still responsible. Correct. I didn't know is not a good answer, is that, it? That is that is not a defense. And it sounds like what you said is, oops, I'm sorry, isn't a good defense either. That I'll take it a, down and never do it again. That is absolutely not a defense that, either. That doesn't work exactly. either, huh? Exactly. Wow. No, it, it doesn't matter. And, you know, the sad thing is everyone sees something something on the internet. I get this question all the time. But it's on the internet. It's, it should be free to <laughs> right. use. Yeah, it's public and domain it, now. It is. And it, I explain no. Okay. No. So I've got uh, uh, less than a minute. Ooh. Well, yeah, time flies on Critical oh. Mass Radio Show and Podcast for this segment. Yes. But I wanted to ask you, is there another area of someone's website? Yes. That they, yeah, because I yeah. thought you told me another the, area that I want to make the sure. The terms, I think it's also really important to be in compliance with the law. So you want to have terms and conditions. That's effectively a contract that limits the liability between the, the website owner in the company, the business, uh-huh. and the website visitor. Okay. So that's great. That's just a contract you can Where do you have. put that? Oh, in, in the terms at the bottom of every page, there's a little link, and it'll say terms and conditions or terms of use. Who clicks on those? Well, but it should be there because... Right. Exactly. But I mean, you just can put them... Just in a, case. Right. Yes. Okay. But the other, the big one, I think, is the privacy policy. A lot of people unknowingly will add... Um, oh, contact us, and they'll have a contact page, and they'll they'll you'll be able to submit your information and personal information, login information. If your website does that, you have to have a privacy policy. You have to let people know what you're doing with that information. Really? Yes. Is that like the terms and conditions of something you have on the website that people can click and read? Correct. Or, okay, they Correct. don't they have to sign it or anything? Just You know, it, it, it depends. Like on mine, yes. if you submit the information, I say, by signing below, you agree to my <laughs> privacy yeah. policy. So if you want the best practices in this area, visit her website, which we're going to give it to you at the end of the next block <laughs> here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take our first and only timeout break here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Stephanie Potick, when we come back, I want you to tell me what does this mean, this tagline, legal advice before you need a lawyer. Can you do that? I can do that. All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Stephanie after this word from me. (laughs) 
If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Well, that's crazy sounding there. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. A great way to stay informed about our wonderful guests like Stephanie is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Look for the terms and conditions, which will be on there shortly. (laughs) Uh, But at the bottom of any page is a join our mailing list box. It's simply type in your email address and hit subscribe, and we'll put your email into our newsletter. I'm scared just saying these words in front of this (laughs) attorney. I shouldn't have brought it up. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. I'm going to take that down. Pay no attention to what we just talked about. But seriously, uh, we don't do anything else with your email, but subscribe you to our weekly newsletter where we talk about our wonderful guests like Stephanie Potick, founder of Potick Law, and... Before the break, I said I'm going to ask you to tell me about this tagline, legal advice before you need a lawyer. Yes. So as a former business owner, I I always enjoyed figuring out what we needed to do uh, in order to protect ourselves. So really, I understand that uh, business owners do not like surprises. Mm-mm. So whatever you can do up front to protect yourself, money spent up front, may prevent litigation, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees later and down the road. Uh, But effectively, it's all about being proactive and thinking ahead and working with professionals who understand your business or, you know, at least to sit and strategize with you, have that conversation because someone else might spot an issue that you don't know. And, And it's really all about staying out of trouble. Right. Ounce of prevention. That's correct. Pound of cure. That is it's not. It's not just the time and, and money involved in lawsuits. It's the distraction. That is true, too. It is. It is um, I've only been, unfortunately, around this a couple times, and each time it takes your focus away from the business. Correct. And if it touches people in your company, it takes their focus away from their job. Correct. And it is so non-standard that once you get involved in it, it feels like nothing you've ever done before. Right. Because it's not, logic goes out the window. Correct. In many ways. Correct. And you have to be careful because it can overtake the emotions and and it gets to a certain point. So yes, whatever. That's why most uh, cases settle, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. or fortunately, because it it is a huge distraction and you have to decide what's more important, running the business or, or worrying about this. But to your point, you know, beyond just the distraction, if you've come up with a great product and you've come up with this name that you love and you decide, oh, great, I'm going to put it on my packaging, I'm going to sell it and ship it out to retailers. And then all of a sudden you've spent lots of money, lots of time, and you get a letter saying, oh, 
wait a minute, we own, someone else owns that name. Mm-hmm. And then you have to stop. Right. You have to pull back all your packaging. You may have to recall product. You'll have to owe someone money, more yeah. than likely. It never, it, it's a long tail to, to sort out. I hold uh, two trademarks, right? I have CEO peer groups yes. and critical mass in my space. And I know that it, 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 it means something because I did get contacted about a company that wanted to use critical mass in some marketing areas that sat on top of mine, and I simply said no. And as far as I know, they didn't go forward with it. Right. So. It was kind of neat to have that. Right, absolutely. And, but, but I do see, Stephanie, a lot of, of people in the peer group business put up things for CEO peer groups, but I never chase them because I'm sort of hoping they help me to popularize, popularize the term. Right. Is that is that a good idea? I'm asking legal advice here on a live it, radio as, show. As the trademark owner, probably not. Oh. But those are the two okay, schools. Okay, watch out. I'm coming after all you. But those are the two schools of thought, really. <laughs> you know, if it typically, typically the person infringing is the one that says, oh, but I'm just helping you gain notoriety in the, in yeah. the marketplace. I don't need that anymore. But it, it, it depends. Okay. It depends what it is. Well, I'm not looking for free legal advice here on Critical Mass Radio Show, but you give great advice. I can tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so, so speaking of advice, your firm offers advice for middle market companies in the area of trademarks, copyrights, and licensing. We just role-played, ladies and gentlemen, just right there so you could see how that works. See how easy that was? Easy. Uh, But I think of this as the intellectual property of a company, right? Correct. All right. Based on your experience, what should our audience of CEOs and business owners know or consider as they look to protect the IP from larger competitors? Sure. Well, I think it's important to protect what's uniquely yours. And every company, believe it or not, will have some form of intellectual property. It's really just a matter of sitting with someone like me, me, anyone who understands. You have a brand name. Maybe we can trademark it. Uh, You have um, a logo that someone created for you. Well, a whole separate issue, which we could spend hours on. Do you own the logo? The short answer is if someone pays for something, doesn't mean they necessarily own it. You actually have to have a separate agreement. Otherwise, Hmm. you won't have full control. So it, it really is a matter of sitting down and figuring out what do you have? What can we protect? And maybe it's a trade secret like Coca-Cola, something yes. you just want to keep. You can't really protect, but you want to keep out of everyone's eyes. Then maybe it's a trade secret. Okay. So really what makes most sense for your what company? What about your customer lists, price lists, cost basis? These are trade secrets. Correct. And you can, when you're working with third parties, you can put in a contract that those are protected, that they are confidential, and they cannot be released. Okay. But these are something. But you have to put that in the contract. You have to do that. It's not assumed. That's correct. Think about all the issues, uh, although, uh, you know, not necessarily employment law, but think about all the employees who leave with the customer list. Well, what if you had something, at least you'd be able to go to court and say, hey, look, this person signed this agreement that they're not going to take the customer list. list. At least you have something. Right, because many companies have volume discounts and pricing models for different channels. And, Correct. And, and that stuff is really valuable in Correct. the hands of the competitor. Correct. Yes? It's proprietary, and absolutely, it can it can absolutely ruin uh, your business. Right. And, and so, but what you're saying, again, we're going to go back to the first block, I think, with mm. ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Correct. Right? If you don't think about these things in Correct. advance... Correct. Legal advice before you need a lawyer. I have so many horror stories. We could do another, <laughs> we could do another podcast. You should have, have your own protect, show. Protect the, you know, the names. Uh, yes. Change the names to protect, protect the, the innocents. Protect the innocents or the, yes. Y- yes. Whatever. 
those people. <laughs> Allegedly. Right? <laughs> right. Well, I think many, many small companies don't realize what they have that they could at least by doing something in advance have a little more standing correct of protection it's, against it's so easy it's having a conversation i'll speak to people I, you know i'm i'm not i don't like to nickel and dime i shouldn't say that on podcasts but i love to work with people find out what's going on it's more than you know it's more than sitting and and getting the legal fee it's helping people succeed well that's it's your business companies. background Correct. Right, right? That's your Correct. Business. Not to interrupt you. That's but my that. passion. No, I get very excited. That's right. one of the things that differentiates me. I get very excited working with my clients. I want them to succeed, and right. I understand what they're going through. Right. And I think it gives them some confidence to know that they've done things correctly uh, because Correct. I don't think many small business owners enjoy litigation enjoy yeah. getting a letter that says cease and desist. Only or the litigators stuff. like it. I, I don't like <laughs> and it And they're a separate breed. I don't like it either. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. a separate breed, those yeah. litigators, yes. But we'll, that's a different show, too. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about that at a different time. <laughs> so if you're a business owner yes. or an executive running a company with five or even maybe less, you know, three, two, I don't know, one, I can right. speak less than, you know, less than five million, finds value in working with Stephanie. Uh, how do they find you online? Because maybe they'd like to learn more about the services that you offer. Oh, perfect. Yeah, please. Uh, my website is poticlaw.com, P-O-T-T-I-C-K-L-A-W.com. Uh, you can like my Potic Law Facebook page or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very approachable, okay. as you may be able to tell. Yeah, really awesome. Um being a lawyer, are there issues that and we don't can't get into them now? But mm-hmm. as far as the social media and stuff, do you have a separate set of requirements yes. to meet? Yes, I can't promise results. I can't give legal advice to non-clients, so I always have to put something like disclaimer. attorney advertising a disclaimer. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I like to do. I'm I'm starting to write articles oh, good. that are informational. Right. So it's not actual advice, but you can learn a lot at least to spot the issues. Keep right. yourself out of trouble. That's always good. No, I, I just generally think very few business owners like to be in trouble. I agree. They have enough headaches. They don't need to create their own. I agree. This is a good way to alleviate some potential future headaches. Absolutely. All I right. agree. Well, you were awesome. You're awesome. Thank you for being a friend of the program and a part of our community. Thank you, Rick. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. All right. I'm going to thank also our engineer, Paul Roberts, and our three producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, on LinkedIn, I mean, excuse me, on Twitter, my handle is CEO Peer Groups. On LinkedIn and YouTube, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. On Facebook or my website, it's Critical Mass for F-O-R business.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. I concur. (laughs) You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 